0: Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas.
1: Whole Foods Market.
0: Good morning to the United States of America and not to be forgotten for all of our listeners around the world. Good morning, the rest of the world. How is everybody doing? I trust all is doing fine. Hey, uh, before we get started, let's go ahead and tell the control room. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. El Señor Howard and Jack. How are you guys doing this morning?
2: And good morning to East Texas and uh, Louisiana.
0: Yes, oh, we, need, we need to remember that.
2: <clears throat> hey, Egberto.
0: Yes, sir. We'll take
2: a minute here and uh, talk about the Whitmire-Lee race here. Part of the problem was Sheila did not say what she was going to do. I mean, we, we observed that with the Clinton-Trump election in 2016. Sheila, I never saw a picture or any type of article saying Sheila Jackson Lee will fix the potholes, adjust the taxes, et cetera. She didn't do any of that that I know of. Certainly no mailers, no certainly. And of course he's outspent her by 10 to 1, something like Mm -hmm. that. But you can still run the underdog if you tell them what what you're going to do. Now, I have no doubt that Sheila Jackson Lee would have made a fine mayor. However, the other problem is she's abusive to her staff. And it's a revolving door for all of her helpers. And that's a well-known fact up in Washington. You know, you can't go anywhere without your staff, your support staff. They're the ones who actually do the work. If you're running them off right and left, well, you're not really going to be very effective. So, you know, we'll see how this all works out. But I think she, she could have run a much better, you know, like a much better campaign by saying, yeah, we know we got crime here. We're going to fix that. We got uh, water leaks here. We're going to fix that. We got potholes here that you can put the size of a Volkswagen into. We're going to fix that. And here's how we're going to do it. She really didn't have any plan. She was running on name recognition. Whitmeyer came in and said, we're going to fix this stuff. So, well, he got their ear. So that's just my thought.
0: Good thought. I agree with you that, um, that she didn't run a good campaign at all. I also agree with you that um, she should have said more specifically what I'm going to do. Now, communication in our city is a different story in that, you know, she, that wasn't on air. That wasn't on TV. A few people got flowers that said. Uh, said to the effect that some of those things she would do. I think Whitmer ran a much more effective campaign. He t- he told folks exactly what he's going to do, and I I honestly think she ran as if she was running for the district that she is supporting, as opposed to say running for the entire Houston. So I have to give you that with respect to the um with the revolving door. Um, I take a bit of, you know, I kind of step back a little bit about how bad you treat your staff in that Um, a lot, a lot doesn't come out in the air as far as when men do certain things, because it's generally accepted from men. And that is what I've heard through the grapevine with regards to the accusation on how her staff is treated by no, I mean, yes uh it's it's more of a revolving door likely than it has been uh with with mar but again in our society a woman boss i have i've had three women bosses i've had five jobs and i think on the five jobs uh three women that were above me made the better i, I loved them more so than the men i thought they made better bosses but the one thing i did note with every single one of those bosses that were women is that not me because by then I would have, I had learned my lesson, you know, but, uh, they do get a different level of respect. They do get a different level of treatment and empathizing with some women in that sometime overcompensation comes from that reality. Just a, just a slight defense there. But again, I can see that. Yeah. I've
2: had had female bosses. One of the worst in the world I ever had was Mm -hmm. with the city of Houston. Mm -hmm. She was terrible. And I had to get out of there. So I left there to take a lesser paying job Mm -hmm. just to get away. And then I've had female (laughs) bosses. Yeah, I did. I mean, I lost money because this person was so horrible to work for. Mm -hmm. And yet... I've turned in, I've turned in pages and pages and pages of complaints to HR over her. Not a thing was done, not even addressed. Like, oh, well, you know, she's, she checked a box on one of the lists and right. um, certainly, and, and that's a consideration too. And then I've had female bosses that I absolutely adored. I just thought they were the most wonderful people in the world. Yeah. And I don't mind working for females. That's fine, but treat me with respect. And I'm the person who knows how to do things. I don't need managing. That's the problem I've got. One of the problems I've got is I don't like to be micromanaged. You tell me what you want. You tell me when you want it. And I'll tell you, okay. Or if I run into problems, I'll come to you and say, look, I ran into problems. It's going to be delayed. I don't need to be managed. So that's one of the things that I've enjoyed here. I'm not managed. (laughs) So...
0: Well, and, a, and don't and job. don't you do a great job, my brother? Don't you do a great job to keep us on your eight? What can I
2: say? Hey, you know, I I know what to do. Yeah. So don't tell me what to do, and don't tell me how brilliant you are when you're sitting there doing the wrong thing.
0: <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I've taken up enough
2: of your show here. Oh Jack no, no, no. for us this morning.
0: Absolutely, so. But let me just tell you, right? I think we have when when we talk about this mayorship and all of that, we need to have all these things out in the air because you know people. These are all the things people are thinking. But anyway, brother Jack, talk to me. Boo, kid. (laughs) Ooh,
2: this really angry. Those rats,
1: (laughs) Kid Paxton, denying a woman an abortion as her pregnancy threatens. Her life, man, what is wrong with this Scrooge, this Grinch? You want a list? (laughs) They must have (laughs) replaced his heart with a couple of snakes, because he sure has no heart or compassion. It's a good thing that the Satanic Temple runs the Samolitos Religious Abortion Clinic in New Mexico. (laughs) Why are these men so cruel? To the women the evangelical vote and why aren't we able to elect better government the box the redistricting that went on under Rick Perry is why there is why uh, they're building a trap for democracy
2: well, you know uh, Jack going back to your evangelicals I think it's in a Woody Allen movie where he says, if Jesus Christ knew half of the things that were done in his name, he'd still be throwing up. (laughs) No doubt. There we go. No doubt.
1: And uh, Texas politics is a good place to vomit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is vomit. Are you kidding me? All right. They are so bad. They're really so bad. Well, it's it's the most backward state in the union. I mean, Texas is the most backward state as far as government goes in the union. You know this
1: all this authoritarian stuff that they're bringing about. You know they're they're just going to mess over the people. This is what's coming. This is what's coming. More of it.
2: Oh, it's just a preview.
1: Yeah. Well, a good, you know, hey, good movie. A good movie to watch to see how what this does. <laughs> Triumph of the Spirit. Okay.
2: Well, you know, we got to give Egberto his show back. Okay. All right.
0: oh, well, I, like I, I, to... No, no, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the commentary, but what's the name of the movie, Jack? Triumph of the Spirit. Triumph had, of the Spirit, okay. L- yeah, looking, I had wonderful
1: to...
2: uh, the, the usual cast of characters, but it, it, it took you... If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care
0: Uh, Of the Triumph of the Spirit. Okay. And that's another movie I got to look up. Charlie Chaplin, The Dictator, and Triumph the Spirit. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll do that. But anyway, folks, uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Now, ladies and gentlemen,
2: back to the host that is supposed to be here instead of the two clowns running the station.
0: This is Egberto after listening to my two favorite geniuses anyhow folks we're gonna have a great show for you today um but before i get started let me tell you the title of the show first and then i want to go into one of my minor soliloquies here but um student debt release back on the table ken paxton and texas supreme court usurp women's freedom the texas supreme court and attorney general ken paxton blocked the 31 year old pregnant woman who needed an abortion democrats are pressing the biden administration to expand student loan relief a lot of Houstonians a lot of Texans a lot of Americans were well I'll go into that later on but you know um I, I start I started again working out at night just before I go to bed because um you know there are some weekdays that I have to take my daughter to rehab in the woodland so as soon as I'm done with the show I got out of here to take her there. So I work out early in the morning and last and what I normally do because I'm done watching all the different news channels at night. So I get a chance to decompress with Netflix. And I don't know why my decompression is always doing some sort of documentary. And I'm starting to watch a documentary on World War Two and how uh Hitler. Uh, You know, started by going into Czechoslovakia, it's now Czech Republican and and so forth. But uh, uh, so I started watching and saw how he started to take over Europe, and you know this this doc. You know, there are thousands of uh, of World War II documentaries out there, but this particular documentary is from the point of view of all the military officials, etc. Who had cameras, and they colorized it and it, I mean it, it's a pleasant watch the colors, but it's a destructive watch to see how war is conducted, how the tanks just rolled into a city and blew stuff up, and I'm not talking about blowing military stuff up, but blowing up civilian stuff and and I was kind of taken aback because you know we're looking at how. Uh, Israel has gone into Gaza and just completely flattened the place and we We act many of us act as if including your rule, including myself, act of it as if that is so unprecedented, right We hear about World War two we know about Dresden, we know about uh about Hitler just throwing bombs into London, but somehow it hadn't cauterized in my mind how nasty, vicious and how how nasty and vicious war is and how human beings can do these things how a leadership how leadership can have others on their behalf do such mass destruction and killing for power and you know as i'm as i'm on the spinner i'm spinning and um, even though my mind's going in, in convulsions as far as did a human being really do that? Did they just drive that tank in and blow the smith- smithereen out of that church? Did they just build those walls in uh, where the word ghetto, I think, came from and just did what they did to the Jews out there in Poland? I mean, you read all this stuff, but here you were actually seeing it right on, on this documentary. And it kind of came home to me, and I think it came home to me because of what's going on in Gaza. And it all, they then show scenes where after every country that Hitler conquered and he came home to adulation, and people, you know, what we would call, you know, have to be complicit now because they're the ones electing these folks into office. And you see the parallels between. You know, Israel got attacked, Israel saying they will try not to get civilians death. But many of the generals are saying, well, these are the people who elected the guys who killed us anyway. And you start to see the convulsion, the uh, the, the convolutedness of all of this. And, uh, you know, it as I thought and I thought, I said, man, it really does break down to humanity and who we vote for and what we actually support. And it brought home that if you take a look at the polls right now, if their polls are to be believed, we have somebody with the same type of authoritarian character willing to murder. Not that every president hasn't been willing to go carpet bomb after all. Bush number one carpet just about bombed up Panama, killed seven thousand people and called us collateral damage, but still, it's all about who we elect, who we elect folks um nobody in their right minds who sees what war is all about, who can actually empathize put themselves in the shoes of those on the other side of a shell tank or a tank shell can actually like or believe in that let's let's start locally and at home n- statewide nationally and start making educated votes let's vote for people who really cherish humanity let's vote for people who don't see uh see want to see themselves as all powerful and controlling of others And I mean you take a look at what's happening right here in texas and that's the first story i'm going to do you take a look at what's happening in texas and you see what authoritarianism is all about you see what my way or the highway is all about and if you look at what's happening in Texas, for the person who has to interface with that which governs you, it makes a difference. That 31 year old young lady who has to ask for permission to be healthy, ask for permission from people who are not doctors, from people who cannot bear children, how to make sure that I can remain whole. All of these things tie in together. You know, all of these things tie in together. But let's go ahead and start with the story about the pregnant uh, woman. I think it's apropos to start there. Then we'll move on. And after that, I think it's about a 11-minute long story that I, I, I filled together last night. Please make sure to give us a call. Now I'll put the telephone number on screen 713 526 Again that number is 713 526 5738 So let's go ahead get this In Texas we have a beautiful 31 year old young lady who got who's pregnant but her baby has a some sort of a genetic defect which means her baby if born will not live she'll uh, she will be born she will have she will gasp for air she'll suffer and then die so therefore because texas has draconian abortion laws that tells a woman what she can do with her body that tells a woman that we Me, Ken Paxton, controls your womb. I can tell you whether you can, what you must do with your body because that's who we are in Texas. This woman had to take the state of Texas to court. And in taking Texas to court, A judge in Travis County said, oh, my God, I feel your pain. You could actually lose your fallopian tubes, your uterus and not be be able to bear another child. And therefore, I strike down uh, for uh, for, I, I consider this an exception to the Texas state law. You can go ahead and have an abortion. The criminal uh, attorney general of Texas comes out and, and warns doctors, remember, the stay order lasts, uh, is not as long as our law. So, therefore, as soon as we change, as soon as that stay order goes out, that that restraint, that, I that think the stay or whatever it's called, is over. We're coming back to charge the doctors or the hospitals. And then he goes to the Texas Supreme Court. And the Texas Supreme Court says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to put this on pause. And now last night he was fighting it in court. I don't think there's a result on that yet. But uh, Kate has gone out of state to have an abortion because while she would like to fight the battle in Texas, from what I understand, I understand that she left the state today to go get an abortion. But the fact that a woman's body is under control of this aged criminal Is sad. Let's go ahead and play the piece from this morning. Excellent piece by uh, Brzezinski. Uh, I mean, uh, a passionate piece by Brzezinski this morning. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side.
3: The Texas Supreme Court is blocking an abortion for a woman whose fetus has a fatal diagnosis. Kay Cox, who is 20 weeks pregnant, was warned by her doctor and multiple doctors that if she carries this pregnancy to term, it will likely jeopardize her health and future fertility. Despite this, the Texas Attorney General asked the state Supreme Court to step in, arguing Cox does not meet the criteria for a medical exception and believe it or not it is 2023 not 1923 this is an unsettling and all too common story once again an aging white man faces indictments is accused of covering up an affair faced impeachment and still his wrecking ball use of political power continues with brutal consequences on the lives of women sounds familiar. I'm actually not talking about Donald Trump. This time, it's another far-right Republican who considers it a compliment to be called Trumpy. I'm talking, of course, about Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Paxton is so desperate to mimic Trump, so desperate for Trump's support, that he led a lawsuit in 2020 to challenge the results of that year's election in Trump's favor. The Supreme Court, of course, quickly threw that out. That's how desperate he is. The man is so desperate to mimic Trump that he behaves in a cruel, brutal fashion and won't back down until a ill woman is physically and emotionally destroyed. That woman, Kate Cox, and her health is in danger because of Ken Paxton, who is using laws against abortion. Thank you, Donald Trump, Leonard Leo, and many others, to make sure her suffering is the most it can be. We gotta wake up. We need to wake the hell up. This country has lost so much already. Women have lost so much. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, a man or a woman, please look at the face of this moment in time. Kate Cox could be your daughter, your sister, your wife, you. Kate Cox is 31 and needs an abortion. Her physical and emotional well-being is in peril. Her developing fetus has trisomy 18, a rare chromosomal disorder that's likely to cause stillbirth. That's where she gives birth to a dead baby. Or her baby will barely survive the birth, and then will die shortly after. She will watch her newborn, Kate will, suffer, gasp for air, and then die. There are also other risks. That's the reason she needs an abortion uh, of bringing this pregnancy to term, including making it impossible for Kate to ever have a baby again, to sterilize her. Kate needs that abortion now to protect her own health, too. She's been to the ER four times for severe cramps, leaking fluid, and elevated vital signs, according to her lawyer. And then, of course, there is the mental anguish. We're going through the loss of a a child. There's no outcome here that I take home my healthy baby girl, you know, so um, it's hard, you know. So why isn't this woman in the OR right now getting the life-saving? health care she needs because the Texas Attorney General, not a doctor, not a scientist, an aging white, far-right Republican male, believes he knows what should happen with Kate's body. He would prefer that she carry her non-viable fetus to term. Consequences be damned. That's Ken's choice. Ken has choices. Kate does not. Ken is choosing to block Kate's health care once again by threatening legal action against any doctor who performs Kate's life-saving abortion. Legal action against the hospital where the procedure happens, he wants to do that as well. So for Kate, a desperate mother in need of health care, the reason her body may lose its ability to have more children, the reason her young children have a sick, suffering mother, the reason her very life may be absolutely shattered and in danger is because Ken is driving home the reality that we all must face that because Trump and his cronies were able to destroy Roe, something he loves to brag about, we have no rights to protect ourselves in a situation like this.
4: I think forcing me to continue the pregnancy, the pain and suffering, put me through the risks of continuing the pregnancy, the risks
3: childbirth again, especially given how my last two went, I, I think it's cruel. We have no right to save ourselves from suffering. Our daughters are growing up in a world where they will be scared to get pregnant. They will fear that people like Ken Paxton will have more of a say in their healthcare decisions than their doctors. They will fear that they will suffer or even die when attempting to bring a life into this world. This isn't a fear we have about something that might happen. Let's all freak out about what might happen. No, nope. this is where we are right now. And this Monday morning, I pray for Kate Cox and the many other women who will inevitably be in the same situation. I'm also praying that we all step up. You may be a Republican. You may have voted for Trump thinking this all isn't so bad. It's worse. Wake up and consider voting with Kate in mind in the next presidential election the choices may not be perfect they may be far from perfect i get that what we're trying to save though is the ability to have choices and options in this country and to make those choices in a country that is a democracy
0: no man has the right to tell a woman what to do with her body if you want to do that try carrying a kid yourself Okay, this is something that belongs in a woman's domain, punto y final, in a woman's domain. I will not presume to impose that on women and what these troglodytes are doing to this 31 year old woman, putting her life in danger, putting her, her fallopian tubes and her uterus in danger is on it, it is unforgivable. And what I hope is somebody tries to control their testicles and their and their prostates, just like they want to control a woman's ovaries and uterus. I sure hope that. Uh, well, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Uh, Paxton took it to the Supreme Court and he got a stay a pause. And he was debating it in the Supreme Court yesterday. I don't think the Supreme Court made a decision, but Kate is in dire straits right now. So she left the state to go have the abortion outside. I don't know if the Supreme Court is going to continue with the case or not. I hope so. I hope they come to a resolution. But the idea is this, like I spoke about this on my show earlier this morning on KPFT. Uh, uh, Kate has mobility. Kate can leave the state and have an abortion for the millions of poor women in Appalachia, for the millions of poor women in the ghettos and the barrios and all these different areas of our society who do not have mobility. They are stuck with whatever sentence they have imposed on them by the state of Texas. That's the evil within. Why you can have the elitist who, uh, Paxton, if Paxton's daughter gets pregnant, he can ship her off to Mexico or ship her off. To, you'll probably ship her off to some other country uh, in, in secret because we know that these right wingers, they do have their abortions. They just don't tell anybody about it. Remember the uh, the chairman of the Republican Party in, in uh, Florida? who is anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ, anti-all of this stuff. Turns out his wife and himself are bisexual because they bring a third party in to have sex with them, yet they think that they can control uh, people, what other people can read and what their morality is supposed to be. Look, I'm not judging their threesome at all. I hope they have fun with their threesome. But then who the hell are them? to tell the other people what books they can read, who are they to be able to tell others how to live their life or, or, or whether to accept LGBTQ or not the hypocrisy. if, If it were just a hypocrisy from within, it would be who the hell cares. But when their hypocrisy start to have a material effect on the lives of others, that is a problem. That is in fact a problem. So, folks, uh, uh, it's good enough. It's great that our sister Kate has mobility that she could go to another state and have an abortion. Sadly, the mobility of many will prevent that from happening. Absolutely. So the mobility, everybody doesn't have the mobility. And by the way, the Supreme Court has ruled and the Supreme Court ruled against Kate. So for women out there who think it's okay to put these troglodytes in office with the expectation that my case will be different and worst case, I just have to go to the Supreme Court and they'll make things right. Forget it. We also have a right wing Supreme Court that's elected here in Texas. Look, folks. Elections matter, your vote matter. you can't allow these people to triangulate you into voting against your own interests by bringing up things that you like so you vote for them that you like them and you hate those liberals, you hate those progressives, but you pick up somebody that is going to enslave you. I repeat, you pick up somebody that's going to enslave you, uh, please folks, give me a call at 713-526- 5738. Again, that number is 713 526 5738. Let's
5: go to brother Augie. Come on in, Augie. Hey, good morning to all you geniuses there and everybody in Louisiana and East Texas. Uh, You're talking about documentaries. I wonder if anybody saw, uh, you're talking about a movie, Triumph. There was a documentary in the 30s called Triumph of the Will, and that was about uh, Hitler. And uh I wonder uh, how many people ever saw that. And then Trump, when he first ran for president and had the uh, Republican National Convention, I wonder how many people saw that. It was, uh, you know, when I saw it, it was just like the 1930 Nazi movies. Uh, the only thing missing was Zig High when Giuliani spoke over there mm-hmm. at the National Convention. And I talked to the supporters of Trump. They never watched the National Commission. They didn't really watch anything. All they voted for was a guy that was Republican. That's all they cared about. They didn't care about like, if he was a Nazi or whatever. And, uh, and, and then he supported them at Charlottesville, the Nazis and the KKK. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it, so uh, I was thinking about that when you mentioned the war movies, uh, the documentaries. Yeah. And of uh, course, abortion. Uh, I remember uh, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, abortion was uh, not only, you know, against the law, but uh, socially it was a bad thing to do. But uh, that didn't stop abortions back then either. There was a couple of movies that came out uh, about that uh, abortion, and uh, women were dying. And it was in the newspaper, Uh, teachers, uh, nurses, uh, nurses. Housewives were dying because they were having uh, backdoor abortions in the alleys and stuff. Six I fifty, mean, sixty. For me,
0: brother Augie. Women have abortions for. I, I'm, who am I to speak for women? But women have abortions for a whole lot of reasons. For a whole lot of reasons. And uh, look, uh, first of all, our economic system is not kind to people who uh, who's talking. It's not kind at all to uh, women that are pregnant, but that's for another day. Anyway, our lines are really filling up. Um, Let me go, Augie, thank you. Give me 10 seconds and let me jump to to Moses.
5: Yeah, if they they really care about it, they should go to a Planned Parenthood uh, 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 place. I I went to Planned Parenthood twice, had to work on the phone lines, and I saw these lines of women all different ages and they all look sad because they're, you know, they were having to go uh, do something that they didn't really want to do, get an abortion. And uh, these pro-lifers, they call themselves, they killed a doctor at church on a Sunday morning. They, blew, they tried to blow up a couple of Planned Parenthood centers. Yep. They
0: tried to well, kill the staff, nurses. So I inter- pro- You people. know that guy that got killed, that, that, that they murdered. I had his assistance on air uh, about two years ago. Uh, where she was actually in the office when he got shot up. So it's it's sad. But anyway, I got to go, Augie. Thank you so kindly for calling my brother. Let's go ahead and go to uh, Moses. Come on in, Moses. How are you doing this morning, my dear beautiful lady?
6: Buenos dias. Buenos dias, corazón.
0: Como estas?
6: Muy bien. Okay. To all religious people, especially those who call themselves, um, Baptists or whatever um, they are, and all the um, religious right, which really should be the religious left of heaven. What we are seeing, you have a Bible in your hand. You are seeing the mark of the beast. Read it. He will not regard the desires of women. It is written in your hand. And you are seeing, you can. You are seeing it straight in your face today. And you said, that mark of the beast, an upright one will follow him. He will deceive many. You are seeing it in the Bible in your hand if you have not looked. Now, to me, it is an insult not only to womanhood. It is an insult to manhood. Every man, like you said, who has a wife, a daughter, or female relatives, should be ashamed because this man is directly insulting your manhood. Now, if Jesus was the, the Jesus that they're saying they 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 they're they, they trying to be, um, defend, Jesus would have a kit whip, and he's standing in the Rio Grande to whip the hypocrites out of the Bible Belt. You call this the Bible Belt, and Jesus has a belt to whip you against all of the things, compassion and kindness that he said. And finally, let me say this. The thing is, this is a travesty for the United States and for the whole world. Hitler's playbook is now in the hands of the Trumpians. 21st century regime Hitler's playbook if you go back and look at like you said, Alberto, if you go back and look at documentaries on the second world war you can trace everything that Hitler did, how he came through with what is happening today in the Republican Party and in all the different regimes that have come up in the world America, the Trump let me finish say that the trumpet is blasting in your ears. It is in your eyes in this twenty first century you will not be you will not be left guiltless. If the Germans did not see it now you have facebook, you have all kinds of technological um um um, in, um devices. It is in your eyes the trouble is coming before you. It is up to you Americans if you walk into the hole with your eyes wide open. And that's all I have to say. God Moses, bless thank- America.
0: Moses, God bless America. Yes, and thank you for those words and very important words they are. Folks, that's what we're trying to do, say open your eyes. Last night that documentary uh, touch was touching when you see some of the similarities and the slow motion of the action to despair. Ray, come on in from third ward. My brother Ray, how are you doing, sir? Buenos dias. Mi hermano. Uh, Buenos dias, hermano.
7: Yeah, I actually, um, wanted to touch on a few things that you said. I'll try to keep it brief. So, um, first of all, um, congratulations to mayor Whitmire. Um, I look forward to uh possibly seeing him uh in the city city hall and and doing his job if he says that he's going to do it. You know, one thing I want to touch on about that is I told uh one of my colleagues in in the political world. I said, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee, I like her and I did have hopes that she might be able to push through, but there's a general understanding in my mind at least and I and I believe that he should have known that there's a general distaste for uh, Washington politicians in Texas. Like that gave Whitmire the slight edge. Okay, that's one thing I, I want to touch on. Next thing is, um, I also uh, wanted to share that um, due to this uh, Palestine-Israel conflict, you know, it's it's funny, not in a fun in a humorous way, but it's funny you know i wanted to use you know decompression of uh of watching documentaries and and i did the same thing you did i went to i went all through youtube and i went on like a a world war 2 documentary binge watch because i needed to understand you know the moment that we're in right now and and the the suffering and the death and just the lack of of uh regard for humanity that went that went through you know, that nation, you know, and Hitler during the time was like you said, he was he was God. He was lauded as as, as a savior at that time. People didn't look at him as this cool leader, you know, and um, and I guess the, the third thing I want to say on the abortion issue is George Carlin probably did a, 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 mm. a monologue, say it, you know. You know, these these white Republicans always want to take the high moral ground on, you know, what, you know, what's moral. And they say that, you know, abortion is murder. But at the same time, you will sign off on a bill to send, you know, billions of dollars to murder children in another nation. Make it make sense to me. And George Carlin said it best, you know, in America. You know, it's, it's, it's ironic that they're so obsessed with the fetus, but once you're born, they don't want to know you. They don't want to, they don't want to give you any, any childcare. They don't want to give you any benefits. They don't want to know who you are. They just want, they, they want live babies to grow up, to be dead soldiers, to fight in the military. That's what George Carlin say. And I believe that.
0: I'm sorry.
7: I'm sorry. Yeah, they want basically poor people who don't have the access to move around like this young lady did to be forced into a situation where they have to raise a child in poverty. And then that child probably has to go and take a job or do something in their life that they wouldn't have otherwise had to do if they were raised in a situation where they had all the privileges of
0: someone who was basically a planned pregnancy. Go ahead. And, Edgar, till I'm Ray, Ray, I love George Carlin. I mean, and, 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 and Bart and Gonzalo, I'm coming to you next. I love George Carlin. In fact, every birthday, my wife used to give me a George Carlin book. George Carlin was a wizard in the way he could express political stuff that let people who are otherwise not political get involved. And I, I mean, if we had a lot more George Carlin's out there telling the story, I think it would be great because he had he was insightful. In the way, he described just what you said and many other issues within our economic system or political system, etc. Was a wise dude. Anyway, um, love the guy. Thank you very much, Ray, for calling in. Let me jump to Bard, brother. You have a great rest of your day. Bard, come on in, brother.
4: Good morning, sir. I just want to agree with Ray. Uh, Sheila Jackson talks about diversity. She has no diversity in her voters. It's a one-way diversity for her, and that's why she lost. She didn't have any white voters. Um, and then I, I want to defend Ken Paxton a little bit. This this uh, uh this this guy is is uh, saved us from the Bush dynasty. He's defeated them at the ballot box. He's defeated them in the the fake impeachment. And and uh, Ray, I agree with you. It's us against the government. The government's not coming to help us. We got to rely on ourselves. And, and I'm just glad that, that uh, and to you, Egberto, I'm glad my mom didn't go to Planned Parenthood. Aren't you glad your mom didn't go to Planned
0: Parenthood? Um, let me just say one thing. Uh, uh, I, I, first of all, my brother Bart, you misrepresented what Ray said. Number two, uh, government is we the people, and it's for us to actually control the government. Number three, that you find something positive about um, about Ken Faxton concerns me. You and I must really go out and have a cup of coffee because I know deep in your soul you're actually a very good person, but for somehow the f- propaganda has gotten to you, my brother. So one of these days, I really want to sit down with you and a couple of my other right-wing listeners to sit down and have a cup of coffee and have a chat. So I got to go to another call, Bart, but I appreciate well, you. I let's let's go ahead, real quick.
4: We we agree because the government is for the people, but it is out of control.
0: Uh, wait, okay. it, it, it can, Bart, it can only be con- out of control, right? It can only be out of control if we vote incorrectly, like we have in Texas for several decades that affected our energy, that has affected our electricity, that has affected our health care, et cetera. That's why we're at the bottom of the list on all those issues, except for those who are moving into the state who are taking advantage of the disadvantage of our local Texas people. Vard, we talk another day. We drink some coffee another day. Let's run to Gonzalo. Thank you, Gon- Thank you, Vard. Gonzalo, come on in. Yes. Yes,
5: good morning, Beto. Um Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity one more time to express myself. Yes, sir. Uh, I think uh, the main problem is education. Uh, if we
0: don't, oh, what happened to? Uh, hey, hey, Gonzalo, we accidentally lost you. Uh, come on in. Uh, call back in, and I'll I'll put you in the head of the queue. Call back in, Gonzalo, and we'll put you back in the head of the queue. Uh, let's go to Peter. Come on in, Peter.
4: Good morning, Egberto. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're doing all right today,
0: sir? Yes, sir. Good morning, brother. Peter, come on in. Talk to me. Very good. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you so much. But Hold on a second, Peter. We don't have a lot of time, but we have not gotten a call from any woman. And this is a woman's issue. Who the hell am I to just be talking to men and not have? Well, one woman called in, but who? But we need a couple more. Come on, call in, Peter, come on in. That's
4: right, ladies. So let's go. And about Kate Cox, so it really just highlights the regressive, you know, we call ourselves progressive and, we'll, you know, the opposite of that will be regressive. that's really what the Republicans are, that single issue, which that's really what their one issue is. I get it. It's they're pro-life, but it's it's really extremism and just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I'll, I'll just say that that's really what I wanted to say, that they're really so regressive you- because there's no progressing in that. But,
0: Thank, thank you, brother, well. and, and it's good. It's good that we have okay. Peter, who is a progressive, running in in a, in a st- state, not state, in in U.S. District Two here in Houston in in uh, Texas. So, thank you for you putting yourself on the line. Uh, let's we go to Brian. You, Absolutely, sir. Let's go to Brian. Come on in, Brian.
8: Yeah, I, I agree with Bart. And yeah, I, I think the two or three of us should be sitting down and have a cup of coffee together. But my main point right now today is if I was Sheila Jackson Lee, <clears throat> I'd be pretty embarrassed. I mean, not pretty embarrassed. That'd be very embarrassed. There was more people who went to the chili cook-off and voted than voted for her. I mean, I would feel you know, ashamed of myself. And The, the well, people that voted for her, they only voted
6: because she was a black woman.
0: Okay. Um, let me just tell you that, first of all, you're wrong about that. I, I think there are a lot of other factors there. I mean, uh, uh, I think Howard made a great list of the of the factors that mattered. Um, I also think that Ray made a great list of the factors that matter. I don't know that we have to say she should be ashamed of herself. After all, she was beaten by another Democrat who was much better funded. Look, I am not a fan of Whitmar, but I will support Whitmar. Now that he's elected uh, mayor of Houston. Hey, Gonzalo, we accidentally uh, cut you off. Please call back. I don't want to miss what you have to say, sir. Uh, but yeah, um, so so I, uh, Brian, look, I get you. Um, I don't not, lo- losing in an election, one doesn't have to feel ashamed of. It's the people's choice, the people have spoken. Anyway, Brian, anything else you got to go before I jump to Alistair? No,
6: go ahead and take another caller. Bye.
0: Thank you, brother. All right, let's go to Alistair. Come on in, sister Alistair.
6: Hey, good morning,
8: Igberto. Good morning, everybody that's listening. I just, yeah, so um, women, of course, women don't have rights, according to a lot of the plutocrats in both Austin and Washington. And it sickens me. Um, I heard of this story. This is not being covered very widely but there is a young lady who in
0: up in oh, Ohio. Ohio. Who, yeah.
8: Who had, had a miscarriage, but before she had the miscarriage, she was in the emergency room. She went to two or three different hospitals and they told her, you're fine. Go home. And she ended up having a miscarriage of a 20. I, she was like over 20 weeks. I think something like that. And, she ended up miscarrying a child in the toilet.
0: Yeah. I, I, and, I saw the story, Alistair, uh, and Allison, it is a shame that we have, a, you know, they, they cherish life so much, yet our healthcare is so lousy, you know? But they cherish yeah. life, right? But our healthcare is lousy. Continue, well, Alistair.
8: A, a lot of... Uh, that's on the administration side. They can say they're non-profit or not-for-profit, but they that's what it's all about with a lot of the hospital administration and in healthcare in general. Um speaking of different uh of I also want to change subjects with documentaries. Ken Burns did a documentary on P for PBS about World War Two. Um and our America's stance on Jews and and that I can't remember the name of it it's escaping me it's too early I haven't had enough coffee (laughs) it was was recently done like within the past year okay just tell me the gist of it it's okay it rocked me to the core it it got it was a multi-part series and it talked about how, how the spin in the United States about accepting refugees was made. And this has been going on for Adnazam with this country.
0: Well, you know, we, when, it, when the when Jews were coming over here on, I'm sorry, when the Jews were coming over here on ship, Salister, we turned them back. Cuba turned them back. We did I mean it's amazing uh, how forgetful we are about what our policies have been and how discriminative, how often discriminative our policies have been. We have a short memory. But go ahead, Alistair.
8: Um, I just when I when I was watching that series
0: it as as
8: a child growing up the fact that I am Alive is a miracle with having my grandmother born in Germany to a Jewish father. And I'm alive, I'm here, I'm in this country, is miraculous. And that my line gets to continue. There you go. There you go. You know, we can't forget humanity, we have to remember humanity.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you it very much, bad. Alistair. Uh, thank you very, very much for those those that commentary. Um, look, I, I want to let folks know that you heard me at, on the three o'clock show yesterday. Tell folks, you know, th- the idea here that many of our leadership would like us to be is feel that things are in such flux. Things are so discombobulated that we need somebody at head with a steady hand, leadership, a autocrat that's just gonna get things right. And when we have somebody like Trump comes along, after we've had despair for a long time, come out and say, I am the only solution and I will get this done. You know, it it's a dangerous yeah, thing because that. a lot of people want to hear that. A lot of people feel like we are such out of control. Maybe we just give somebody who's willing to take control and lead us back. Folks, nobody can lead you back into control or lead our lives back into a, 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 a into a steady state. It has to be done by all of us, not one of us. All of us. Alistair, thank you so kindly for your call, my dear. Y'all have a safe and blessed day. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, Gonzalo, I'm so sorry that we we miss you. Forgive me. Drop me a line. Uh, KVFT at politicsunright.com. KVFT at politicsunright.com. And, and give us a call back tomorrow. You know, we'll be, uh, we'll be ready to take your calls tomorrow. Let me throw it right back to the control room before we close this baby down.
2: Well, here we are again, Egberto. Another fine show. You certainly uh, certainly opened up a can of worms. That's for sure. If you want to talk <laughs> about the criminal I mean, how in the world can anybody take Ken Paxton seriously or even vote for him? This is an outrage. We're voting criminals into the justice system. Can seriously? I, can I,
0: let me just stop you one second, Howard. Right. And tell you yeah, why our job is so important, because Bart is a nice guy. Brian is a nice guy. But the, their means of communication is so effective. We have to understand what happened there. We need to understand what's happened there. We need to understand what happened in, in Appalachia, that they vote against their own interests. Please continue, Howard.
2: Okay, I was going to go back to uh, the, the Triumph of the Will. That was uh, Lenny Riefenstahl. She was uh, Adolf Hitler's favorite filmmaker. She moved to New York City after the war, continued to make films, and died at like 90 years old. So she was a very effective filmmaker. in that uh, Triumph of the Will is a very effective film if you just look at it it's a big propaganda piece but boy it'll have you believing jack what you got for us got some wisdom well just get out there and vote and let's vote for some
1: people that have a little more compassion for the rest of the world
0: i love that ending my brother drac hey folks look thank you so kindly for listening thank you for your ears thank you for the callers love you all Howard and Jack, thank you for all that you do. We do need you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out.